0: Today on Recliner Reviews, we're talking about a fun sports... Wait,
1: wait, wait, hold on. We're doing Caddyshack first?
0: Today on Recliner Reviews, we're talking about a fun sports-themed movie, but first, we're going to tell you about a drink we're going to have with it. Chris, what are we drinking here?
1: We're drinking the Caddy Master.
0: Caddy Master.
1: This is from uh, our good friends at Blue Blazer.
0: Blue Blazer. It's
1: got CH vodka, grapefruit juice, lime juice, and cane sugar. Sugar. And let me tell you, you drink this thing, you can just drink it all day, and it's dangerous because you don't know how much you're drinking.
0: And it's Caddyshack-themed. Look, there's the Caddy Master. Yeah, exactly. Cheers.
1: Cheers.
0: Ooh, that is refreshing. Yeah, like you just take it out on
1: the golf course and...
0: It's limey. I barely even know there's alcohol in that.
1: Exactly, which is why it's dangerous.
0: Also, the movie. Caddyshack. It's all about swinging.
1: Kiss me, you fool.
0: But not on the course.
1: Hey, you want to make $14 the hard way?
0: Ah! Playing a good game.
1: That's the oh, He got all of that one.
0: And talking a better one. Hey, I should have stayed home and played with myself. Taking shots.
1: Ah! That was a bum shot.
0: And making time. We couldn't possibly think less of each other. Controlling your drives. Wow. And losing your grip. <laughs> ah. So here's my first point about this um, This popped in my head when I was making notes for this movie. Is this a sports movie? I mean... It's never talked about it as a sports movie. We don't talk about- Caddyshack is a sports movie. The thing is, is, you have to make the distinction,
1: is golf a sport?
0: Right, but like... Okay, so also then, is Happy Gilmore a sports movie? you enough. I don't think that's ever talked well, about Well, there's more
1: there's hockey in there too. That's so true.
0: Tin Cup is a sports movie.
1: So if if Tin Cup, which is about golf, is a sports movie, then yeah, I'd say this is a this is a sports movie. It's
0: never talked about among it's it's talked about among like the best comedies of its era. I've never heard it called a sports movie. I mean so I don't know where it sports
1: ranks? is not I mean I guess it just happens to be set at a golf course.
0: Yeah. I don't know that it necessarily. It might be too satirical to be a sports movie, I guess. But then, like, is Air Bud Golden Receiver a sports movie? Tell you one thing, boys. That ain't no golden retriever. No that there's time. a golden receiver. Party, 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 party. Air Bud, Golden Receiver, rated G.
1: I mean, is it not? Is and what is a he, sandwich? He would be the best wide receiver. receiver on the Bears.
0: Here's a quick throw to Air Bud. Good throw. Touchdown. That's no golden retriever, it's a golden receiver. Is In cereal history, a soup? Is cereal a soup? Cereal is 100% a soup. I just wanted to throw that one out there because I didn't even it didn't even occur to me if, until I was thinking about this. Like this is never called a sports movie, but it's one of the best movies to feature sports, or one of the most iconic movies to feature sports. Because it's not just a movie, which is hilarious, and it's a good satire. It's funny. It's really rewatchable. You throw it on whenever. Yeah. Uh, we we talk about a lot of movies that are rewatchable. This is right up there with all of them, but the brand of Caddyshack has lived on forever. Like, what this is to the Murray brothers, I guess not just Bill Murray, but is the the Murrays, is like what the 85 Bears is to Ditka. They have multiple restaurants in the Chicago area called Murray Bros Caddyshack, mm-hmm. which I've never been to. And with the drink that we have right here has Murray Bros Caddyshack on it. I can't think of very many movies, like standalone, well, kind of standalone movies, we'll get to that later. That have had a brand so big as as Caddyshack in the comedy realm. Yeah, there's I, no Animal House like restaurant. There's no, you know what I mean. Yeah, The Blues Brothers. They have like the the uh, bands in Vegas, like the uh, what do they call impersonators? Yeah, impersonators. Yeah. But this is like it's crazy how this brand has blown up.
1: Well, I feel like, I mean, I don't know who the driving force is, right? But like, the Murray family is very large. And this could be a like nod to the other ones that aren't uh, regular actors or you know appearing in things like that to kind of toss a, toss a toss a fin in their way you know to leech like. off
0: it a little bit, yeah mm-hmm. and that, that that could be, but like, what is it about this movie that is so I want to overuse the word iconic, but like that like this it, came out what year? 1980. Another 1980. And I, I feel like anyone, like, in my generation, like, this movie's... This movie resonated more... Like Everyone... I don't know anyone who hasn't seen this, of my, like, my yeah, age bracket.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, everybody, I think, has seen it at one time or another. Whether or not they appreciate it or enjoy it is a different story. But, I mean, I think that it's... I think the common thread of all the movies that we've done is whether or not it's like a classic movie is how quotable is it? Yes. And this is extremely quotable. hundred percent. I mean, everything about it is quotable. Um, especially if it's, if it's a, if it's a Bill Murray line, it is kind of ironic how quotable it is because Bill Murray had no lines written in the script. Everything he did was improvised.
0: Well, there wasn't a lot of, he did, he did like he didn't have that many. No, but all, so, everything
1: yeah. he did like and most of the stuff he does, and says, is like quotable. You know, right? You know, got to kill all the gophers. Well, why would we kill all the golfers? You know, like that's a quotable line. He just dropped that. You know, the his whole speech about when he's hitting the the, the flowers and pretending he's golfing.
0: It's in the hole
1: right before the rainstorm, uh, where he goes out with the priest. Um, like, that's all made up, right. like, on the spot. That's all improvised. So, uh, again, yeah, I think if you if you have a movie that you want it to be iconic, it better have extremely quotable lines that will, like, that will live, like, that hold up.
0: Yeah, and also the star power of it. So, Bill Murray, like, became a bigger star after this movie and in the future. But a young star in him, and then... Uh, Roddy Dangerfield, like that crossover, like that's gonna already carry the movie when it comes out. Yeah. Um, and that's actually kind of cool overlap of like Bill Murray went on to have a, a big movie career after this, and like Roddy Dangerfield is like just like knocking out all these great comedies in the yeah. 70s and 80s.
1: Well, can I tell you, uh, would you think this movie would be different if uh, Don Rickles?
0: Shut the credit <laughs> It's a nice enough.
1: Played opposite of uh, it played the role of Rodney Dangerfield? Not that much different, no. I don't I've, think so. I mean I feel like it might be. Guy, I feel though. like I it him. might be different, um, and a different type of movie because their humor is a little bit different. Yeah. Um,
0: but I could but, see I could easily see him doing it though. But yeah,
1: Don Rickles was originally like they tabbed him and he didn't end up doing it, of course. Um, and the reason why I think Dangerfield worked so well is because, like, there's an anecdote about him on set where he had no idea about movies or how to act in a movie or how to do anything in a movie. And so that scene where they're in the pro shop and right at the beginning of the movie and, you know, the, the, with the hat.
0: Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you, though.
1: He was getting ready. They're like, okay, Rodney, are you ready to shoot? He's like, yeah, we're ready to shoot. And then they go, action. And he just stood there. And he did nothing. I've heard this, yeah. And they were like, okay, cut. Rodney, are you ready? Like, you, you ready to do it? Yeah, action. Nothing. And so it got to the point that action meant nothing to him, that uh, uh, Harold Ramis had to say, all right, Rodney, do your bit. Like, that was how he, like, all right, Rodney, do your bit hey, hey, you know, like, just outrageous. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is because of it being one of the first, like, film movies for him, paved the way. So, like, we talk about back to school, right? Like, yeah. same type of thing. Like, he had to kind of get into a groove. Right. Uh, and learn how it is
0: to be on set. But he had no idea. That's funny. And, but he's, like, the perfect, to think of him and Rickles, like, they both, I feel like they both could have done it, but his buffoonery plays really well here and, and, and that's funny that he didn't know how to a movie set work because we know his whole career story is like he left entertainment worked a regular-ass job forever and then blew up again like in his late 40s the 50s maybe even it might have been even older than that so he didn't like even become a star until he was a middle-aged man yeah and like all of this in the 80s even though he's an older guy is kind of new to him yeah like being a star was new to him yeah that's why i find sure. him so interesting just because of that and he he nails all these comedies in this decade that are hysterical, but, like, the, the fame was all new to him at the
1: time. Yeah, and he's, he's a total fish out of water in this movie. That character is a fish out of water, which makes it makes it work, right? Like, yeah. you have these stuffy old country club folks, uh, and then this dude who just, like, doesn't belong, but yet, like, he's bringing that comedy. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. Now, this movie is based on... Uh, So, Brian Doyle-Murray, who plays the caddy master, caddy master, uh, he wrote a lot of this, and it has to do with him growing up being a caddy um, on the North Shore of Chicago. And so he had plenty of experiences with people like Judge Smales, who were just total Um, D-bags. I don't know if he had experiences with a guy like Rodney Dangerfield Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting to see, like, effectively, and again, this kind of goes to, you know, talking about how the Murrays are, you know, they're continually living with this Caddyshack thing and having the Caddyshack restaurant. I mean, it is their life. Yeah. Um, you know, the Danny character, like, that his family is based off of the Murray family. The fact that there's eight siblings in the Murray family, uh... And like what their house was like on a daily basis, trying to go to school right um, all of them being uh, all of the, all of the boys at least being uh, loyal academy grads, so again, growing up on the north shore of Chicago, um, going to a school where a lot of judge smales and yeah. and his uh, and his nephew right is it is it the nephew i I, I forget now at this point that. Uh, is golf you know they go goes golfing with them and they yeah. stop at the at the turn to get a, a snack and I want a hot dog I want a hamburger I want a coke I want you'll that's, get nothing
0: and like it that's probably based off a of real uh, interaction too probably yeah but that's how you like write so I, I I don't know what their creative process was but I feel like if you write this world based off your real experiences and like real characters that are stuck I mean if you grew up in I have friends to the Academy so I feel like I can say this stuck-up kind of, like, culture on the North Shore. And then you invent the Rodney Dangerfield character to to break that up. Like, yeah. he's thrown in that to break all that up into, like... Because they could probably just write based off their real experiences of living in the North Shore and country clubs and all this stuff. It's not funny. What happens is you throw in this curveball that mixes it all up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that's where the plot goes.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and that's what makes it work. Yeah. I mean, his, him, him being the foil, up. you know. Yeah. Well, the gopher, I mean, you've seen me dance. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. That gopher is fantastic. They tried to actually get, like, a real gopher, but they couldn't make that work.
0: Because... That'd be tough. That's not as easy as, like, Bedtime for Bonzo.
1: Bedtime for Bonzo, starring Ronald Reagan, Diana Lynn, and Bonzo, that amazing chimp.
0: Like, having Reagan <laughs> play with a chimp, a gopher is a little bit tougher. <laughs> but that the gopher and... Bill Murray is, like, the perfect ounce of absurdism to go along with an otherwise pretty straightforward, for the most part, straightforward plot. Yeah. Like, you don't even know where the go- the stuff with the gopher is going. It's kind of like we were talking in a previous episode about Blues Brothers and Carrie Fisher trying to hunt them down. Like, you don't know where that, like, where, where is this going? This is just kind of a goof throughout the whole thing, and I, it's kind of the same thing with this. It's like this is just some kind of goofy thing that ends up, like, playing dividends at yeah. the end.
1: I mean I feel like with this movie, like yes, there is a plot, but there's not really a
0: plot. No, there really isn't.
1: Like it's just kind of like vignettes. Yeah. It's like little movies here and there just pieced together that put it all together. So. Right. But then
0: like the the the, the plot of like the, the wager that they make toward the end. Like that's straightforward. It's like a golf mat. Like you kind of get it. Um, and then yeah the gopher at the end. So yeah it is kind of uh it is kind of like vignettes and it's not that Even though he's a common denominator, like, Dangerfield and Back to School is, like, kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's completely different writers and everything, but that movie didn't have a plot. And I think he's such a character that if the movie is kind of a lot of non sequiturs, like, he can carry it just based off doing his act, kind of just being him.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, having him in it with, like, Bill Murray and all of these other, like, basically talented actors... um, changed the whole face of the movie. Like this was supposed to be a coming-of-age movie for Danny yeah. Um, and it changed and it became this ensemble comedy with the vignettes because of that, because of all of the talented actors that are in this movie um, and how funny they are. It just changed everything. Now, of course, you know, Chevy Chase, we've, we've heard a lot of stories about him. And about he's about a, being a, douche, bag, a total yeah. asshole. Yeah. Um, and I guess that is kind of a shame. no difference in, in this movie as well. Right. Um, and I guess there was a little bit of concern because, uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase had some issues on Saturday Night Live before they filmed this movie. And when they have that scene, uh, in, uh, in Bill Murray's and Carl Spackler's, uh, shed or whatever, mm-hmm. his house, his house shed, whatever, um, they were really worried that it was going to like come to blows because Chevy Chase is a giant asshole and was a giant asshole at Saturday Night Live, and you know you put two per- personalities like that together and it's right. going to be. How old is Lacey Underall? I don't know. They they don't say. Yeah. So... But like the question is, how old is Lacey Underall? Because, right? She hooks up with yeah. Danny, who is a high school kid. Ooh! But she also hooks up with Chevy Chase, who is clearly what, upper 30s 30, in this yeah, movie? Yeah, late 30s, early
0: 40s. Cause uh, he's
1: like successful or whatever, unless he's, unless he's uh, like a young 20s, like he's in his 20s and, you know, has just because of what his father had done that like he took what his father did and like expanded on that. So maybe he's in his 20s. But like, how old is Lacey Underall? Cause we don't know. We just know that she got sent there by her
0: family. Right.
1: But she's hooked up with two different people, very different age groups.
0: There is a weird uh, thing that's come up. We've recorded a couple of these in in a day, um, as you probably can tell if you you have used context clues. But in several different movies we've talked about, there's some weird age stuff with, like, sexual relationships from this era. from, From, like, late 70s to, like, mid 80s, where it's like, eh. This is funny if we yeah. just, like, throw a 17-year-old and a 35-year-old or, like, an 18-year-old and a 13-year-old or whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's a good point, but I guess that's part of the, the humor of it is, like, going to yeah. both directions. We don't two people in the same movie, not that far apart. Because, I mean, things.
1: it really doesn't matter. Like, her hooking up with Chevy Chase doesn't matter. Yeah, it, Like, if you removed that whole thing from the movie... Like, other than a couple of, like, funny lines or whatever that happen when they're hooking up, you don't miss much by them not having that. You do have the tension between Judge Smales and Danny. From finding out that he hooks up with Lazy. Right. But, like, again, like, how old is she? Like, we don't know. We don't know if this is, like, she's, you know... Batting above her, uh, her station or whatever with Chevy Chase, and is actually about the same age as Danny.
0: I would assume clo- closer to that to that. You know, I think Chevy Chase is older.
1: Well, for sure he's older. I just, yeah. I mean, um, I love from uh, the nephew, his line when they're smoking weed. You're probably so high already, you don't even know it. It's like, you're probably so high you don't even know it. That just, that line always makes me laugh. Cause you know, we all, you all have a friend who is like, who talks up their, their game, whether it has anything to do with smoking weed or something else. But like that always talks up their game. It's like, you probably just don't even know That that line always gets me. Yeah. That line, it always just makes me laugh.
0: Yeah, no, it didn't... That's the, the end of it of, like, you don't even know it is super relatable because it's also, like, he doesn't even have, like, a, a creative way to be, like, you don't even know how high... Like, it's just, like, very stupid, like, you don't even know how high you are. It doesn't even make sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the last thing I want to say of, of my notes, my copious notes,
0: um,
1: is... You know, in the in the pool scene, with the baby Ruth,
0: uh, I have a point about this too.
1: Uh, where they're doing the synchronized swimming, there's just one random old ass caddy that's in there, like old dude, like blue from from old school. Yeah. Like just some random old dude. All of them are younger, like doing around, and there's one old dude, like I guess that there is some reality to that because right like everybody has had a job where like you're you're as you're growing up where like you have a job or everybody's all the same age except for that one dude yeah who's not who's like really way older who just does this job because either it's easy or whatever but like there's that one dude and they they captured that with this old dude swimming in the pool
0: yeah i had that with uh mariano's third shift we had this old guy who was definitely like mobbed up who worked with us it's as well as the one guy, but I have a story about the <laughs> the candy bar and the pool. I was 14 years old. We were doing swimming in in gym, and it was third period of high school gym. So I don't know if you you had to probably do something in yeah, high school did. gym, but the worst. You're tired. You smell bad. You're like you don't want to go to class after. It's just it's terrible. You have to shower and change and all that crap. The swimming gym was the worst thing in high school. It had a third period of eight periods. So I had five periods after that where you still have to go to class after you're just out of it. So my buddy Eric and I, we hated it. We hated high school gym, or high school swimming gym. We needed to put a stop to it. And we had both just seen Caddyshack for, like, the first time. And we're like, let's just, let's do that. We hated high school, the swimming gym. It was the worst. So, like, let's get a Snickers bar or something, a Milky Way. I don't remember what we got. I think it was a Snickers. And we're going to throw it into the pool. Well, we have to be very careful about it so Mr. Keller doesn't see that we're putting in the pool, but we're putting in the damn pool. We're gonna cancel swimming for that day. Sorry, you're canceled. For the rest of the day, everyone will be glad that they're not able to swim. Maybe we we'll won't have to swim the next day after that. It'll be, it'll be totally worth, it'll be hilarious. So Eric has the Snickers bar, he undoes it, where we go out to swim. Eric's gonna put the Snickers bar in the pool. It's gonna work, there's nothing, it's a turd, it's perfect. We chicken out entirely. <laughs> We never had the opportunity to throw it in. We tried multiple times, it never worked. We were great big bitches about it. But we had this unwrapped Snickers bar and we still wanted to make a prank with it. So we threw it in the urinal as a goof in the locker room of the pool. And for the rest of the day, people were snickering, like whispering to people, somebody took a shit in the urinal in the the pool uh, bathroom. So that was my Caddyshack moment.
1: Let, that let movie us, taught me things. It, it does. It teaches you things. But you got to think about this logically, right? Like, if you really want to do it right, like, you got to smuggle. And now you can get away with it because they've got the, like, small cans of Coke. Yeah. Right? You got to take a small can of Coke into the water with you and open it up and pour it into the water because then it looks like... Actually, it'd be good.
0: It'd be like diarrhea. Like
1: diarrhea in the water. And, that's, you'd be like, and then you don't have, like, this thing that you're like, oh, that's clearly a candy bar. That's clearly a Snickers. Yeah. It's just like, oh, God, there's a brown... Floating mat like like brown floating something
0: in the water yeah. that's probably diarrhea. Everybody out of the and pool. And the Snickers is also kind of dark for uh, if it, it like it's like a, that doesn't even have like the, it's a, that's a big log. That, yes, like that's that's there's a yet. lot that goes
1: and it's very text. I mean it's very very rectangular like very. Yeah, specific, I've never had so. a I've never
0: had fecal matter it's that perfect. Come if out you of me. have
1: if you've had fecal matter that is as perfect as a uh,
0: Snickers bar, please let us know in the what, comments. Let us know what your diet is, because that sounds like, I don't actually, I think the softer the stool is the better too, though. So if it was that rectangular, that sounds like bad stool. That's probably hurt. But
1: kids, uh, don't say that I told you, but can of Coke. One of those small little cans it of Coke. It actually be
0: easier to poop in the pool, literally poop in the pool, than put the Snickers bar
1: oh, But you actually have to poop. So like yeah. if, you, if you've if you already pooped already, like- I, I can go
0: like four you can, times you a You can poop
1: like on demand. Like I could just yeah. be like Kaiser poop right now. I, can, and you can just I, just I like could easily, <laughs> I could produce
0: the poop for you in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> I haven't had my coffee poop yet today. I can easily do it. I poop like three to four times a day.
1: Okay, so the moral of the story is either have a, a small can of Coke or- learn like Kaiser has done and learn to go poop on command and then you're good to go. And then just
0: literally poop in the pool. Then you'll never have to do this, go to swimming gym. Don't ever go to, yeah. Swimming class in gym. Uh, All right. Back to the movie. Do you have anything else? I think we're good. I think we're good. I mean, I just want
1: to say like, I love Rodney Dangerfield. I love his comedy. I love his character in this movie. Uh, all of the times that he's making fun of Judge Smales is so perfect. Um, I, I, I love it. Absolutely fantastic. And I, and I think he makes a lot of the movie. And I think if you had to like, if you had to like go through like, you ask people, what do you like about Caddyshack? Most people are gonna be, oh, I love Bill Murray. He's so funny. Chevy Chase is so funny. I like, go, no, I got Dangerfield. It's Dangerfield. He is the underrated element of this movie. Yeah. Like I don't think he gets.
0: He, he he does not get the respect. He, he doesn't get no, get no respect. respect.
1: Oh, that's the story of my life. No respect. No respect. Uh, we, I think he
0: carries all the all of his movies. Yeah. Just but you, you take him out for a replacement level actor and it's not the same. Yeah, for sure. Uh, score. I'm gonna go seven
1: four. I'm gonna go lower, like I always have been doing. At least in today's movies that we've we've talked about. I'm gonna go seven point one.
0: Seven-three. <sighs> I was between seven-four and seven-three.
1: <sighs> well, I, look, I, again, a lot, a lot of these time. movies that are from this era, again, maybe it's my nostalgia. I just feel like they're way better and I, they deserve a higher ranking. So I'm, that's why I'm always like fading. I'm fading and I'm like going the lower route because like, I feel like people who aren't my age or my generation that ha- like, didn't grow up with these movies, that maybe have seen it a I didn't grow times, up with like, it though and
0: I think this is better than the movies today
1: well definitely better than the movies well i'm
0: just i'm just saying like i don't think it's just nostalgia maybe it is maybe we'll find out 20 years from now that like i don't know uh freaking what's the early how to lose a guy in 10 days is a launch to a 7.5 out of 10 on imdb but i don't think that's going to be the case i think like the quality is is certainly there yeah i remember when i was into nostalgia